Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll. Less work, more clean. Terms apply. So we just turned away. They were on the floor. He went and grabbed another one. And as he was turning back, Jason was trying to change his hands to, to hold the table. Lost control. Jason, you had to hold on to the thing for two more seconds. This is the plaintiff, Ronald Defina. He says he hired the defendant to move a handmade family heirloom ceramic table, which was made in Positano, Italy, and a guy dropped it, breaking it in half. He tried repairing it. It looks awful, and no matter what he tries, he can't seem to get him to pony up the $4,480.17 it'll cost him so he can buy another one. So he's suing. This is the defendant, Sean Spencer. He says his partner did indeed drop the very heavy table. He apologized and said he could either repair it or get him a new one. Since it was a family keepsake, the plaintiff decided to have it repaired. He hired a professional artist to repair it. It looks great. The plaintiff was satisfied and he can't believe he's being sued about it today. He's accused of a big drop. The defendant has filed a countersuit for $5,000 for lost wages, defamation, and pain and suffering. All parties, please get your ready. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. Be seated. Come to order, please. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome, ma'am. Ronald Defina, you yes. are suing Sean Spencer for $4,480.17, a cost to replace a ceramic table that was broken when he and his partner moved you. And you are counterclaiming against him $5,000 for lost wages and defamation. Let me hear from you first. Yes, Your Honor. Well, let's start from the beginning. We bought a piece of furniture. I asked if there's anyone that they can recommend. And a different piece of furniture we're talking about. Um, okay. the, yes, this is a different okay. piece. And she gave me his card and, and recommended Sean. And everything went well, and therefore you hire him to help you in the move. Correct. All right. Yes. And do you have any paperwork from that move? No, it was all a verbal contract. He said that. How long have you guys been in business? I just started my company probably about 20 six, minutes ago. Six, six months ago. Okay. My father. How was old are you? 24. How old are you? We're both 24. Okay, go ahead. Okay. They came to the house and started moving 
There was only two other larger pieces. Everything was else kind of small. And then we came to the table. We're doing that at the end. And I told him, I said, look, I moved this table four times. And this is how I ended up moving it. And um, <clears throat> he decided that he wanted to wrap it in furniture pads and move it that way. So okay, I need you to stop with the bobbleheading. It's annoying. Go ahead. Okay. You'll have your turn in a moment. Right. So they picked the table up and put it on edge. And they started wrapping it in a furniture pad. Then Sean told Jason. Are you Jason? That's me, Okay. Yes. To hold the table, I'm going to get another furniture pad. So we just turned away. They were on the floor. He went and grabbed another one. And as he was turning back, Jason was trying to change his hands to, to hold the table. Lost control. Jason. You had to hold on to the thing for two more seconds. <laughs> that was amazing. And, and it fell, hit the stand of the table, and completely cracked in two. Oh, jeez. You have pictures of it cracked? Yes. Let me, uh, OK. There it is. Yeah, it was an even split straight down. At that point, it looked like it was repairable, mm -hmm. possibly. So what happens? OK, when, when that happened, Sean just put his hands up. Oh, my god, what did you do? and went down to one knee and was like very distraught. And Jason, apologetic, I'm sorry, I, I, I'll pay for it, I'll do whatever it takes. And they were both kind of arguing. Um, Jason, was I, Sean lighting into you? He was slightly- well, He should be. He was frustrated, don't get me wrong, it was my fault. Was your wife there when this happened? Yes, she Tell was. Tell me about the table, come on up. Where'd this table come from? This table was made in Positano, Italy. I have cousins there that in the ceramic business, and I told them what I wanted on the table. It was made and shipped to us. We had it in our home. Uh, we have an Italian restaurant. We put it in the restaurant. It was called the family table. Where was your, do you still have an Italian restaurant? No, we oh, sold what it. what was but your in restaurant? In Venice, Dufina's Italian restaurant. People would request. When you say Venice, you mean Florida, right? Yeah, yes. right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. People yeah. would request the family table. The family table. Yes, and yeah. this was uh, something for our children mm -hmm. that I don't know if that table will ever be able to move again. Uh, it's the only thing I own that my two children will pr would probably want and fight over. All right, so in any event, uh, the unthinkable happens and it breaks. And then what happens? Yes. So My um, husband, excuse me, but my husband said, a young kid, he just started. If he uses his insurance, his rates are going to go up. Do you even have insurance? Yes. Yes, okay. But my husband was very concerned about them. Let's try to fix it. Okay. That was our mistake. Well, the, I mean, obviously the cheapest way to do it is to try to fix it. Right. So what happened? Right. You guys now, you know, you feel terrible. You tell him you'll try to repair it. He agrees to repair it. I mean, he agrees to let you re try to repair it. And right. what happens? Uh, I sent him to the bank immediately during the job. You'll give him $300 good faith money to, you know, good faith. Um, about a week and a half later, I know multiple contractors in town. I got a hold of the best marble guy I could get. He said, no problem. He did it for $200 cash. He paid him $200 cash, and from what we were speaking to over the phone, she would, they were a little upset that it was $200 and not as ex, not expensive. They kind of found out that I knew someone to get a good deal. Long how, did he, how did he uh, two, patch it? Two-part epoxy seal and glaze. Okay. And then about uh, two or three weeks later, I'm searching for an artist, a ceramic uh, lady, get in contact with her. She goes over there. She gets it done. Looks great. He called me, said, I can't believe it's back together, et cetera. And then he said his wife is worried about when she dies, 
giving it to them, their children and it breaking again. Um, how about you give me a picture of how you feel that it looked. I'll look at both your pictures. That way yes. I can find yes. the picture here in my own. Let me just repair. Yes. This is After the repair. repair. Yes. Your Honor, that's the one. I do have another one. Thank you, sir. Here you go. These are okay, the guys, two. you are all showing me very different pictures. You are showing, you just showed me this picture as the final, and he has one that looks way better than this, so this well, can't it, be the final. Your Honor, it depends what angle you are looking at it. That's a picture after it was repaired, and she was very apologetic to me, telling me, I'm sorry, I couldn't get it any better, and, I, and this is the best I can do. Yeah, but how um, does his picture look? really good like this, and then your picture looks really bad like that. It's just how the light catches it? It's just it? how the light catches it, yes. And she yeah. told okay. me- First of all, it's not ma'am, it's judge. And second of all, you, it's, not, it's not a football game, so wait, yeah. go ahead. So, so Your Honor, she told me, she said, well, if you come on this side or if you move your table, it wouldn't be noticeable. I said, that's not acceptable. Artistic restoration services repaired. Okay, no, these are the receipts. I know that you paid several hundred dollars to get stuff done, I know that. And that's definitely cheaper than from the beginning making an insurance claim or paying him 3,000 something dollars. The problem is it does have to be perfect. They have a right for it to be perfect because you guys broke it. So if this is a picture that they're able to take and it looks like that where you can see the crack, you, your answer can't be, look, I'm able to take a better picture. That crack shows in this picture. According to you, tell me how the conversation went. He calls you or you call him after the artist well, came. He was actually, Amazed, but his wife was. I heard her in the background saying, "Nope, nope. Well, I want a new table. This is going to break one day when I give it to my kids." And they were, I kid you not, they were a little upset when we heard we only paid two hundred bucks to get it first put back together. Yeah, I don't think that's appropriate for them to be upset. It could be great. I've paid tons of money for stuff that was garbage, <laughs> and little money for stuff that has lasted forever. So you can't. And really also, it. when this first happened, I gave him two options. Can we repair it, or do you yeah, want to? Yeah, and you seem to think, and I, I in fact, you have a, an audio of a conversation that you had with him? Yeah. Okay, so this is you videoing Jason talking to Ronald. Hello. Hello, hey, it's Jason, the mover. I just saw the pictures. Sir, I saw the pictures, and the table looks fine. I don't understand what you're talking about. Mm. No, sir, no. The table is repaired. Once the table is repaired, no, I'm not listening to you. I don't know why you think you know more than me, sir, but you don't. Listen to me. I fixed your table. You're done. Your table is epoxied. I painted your table. I paid hundreds of dollars for your table. And now you're just harassing me, trying to mooch off and get as much money as possible. Do not play these games with me, sir. I've been here. I know multiple attorneys, and I don't know who you think you are, but you're not going to win, bro. No. So, Your Honor, I'm surprised you didn't hear the part where he was using foul language at me. That might have been a different phone call. I think it was before. So tell me about it. Well, he said that, why am I being so difficult, and why am I breaking his M? Kyones, uh, I guess, uh, <laughs> testicles. I don't know, you know, uh, but that's exactly what he said to me. And, uh, and I said, I'm I said, not, and I hung up again as he was. I said that, uh, Is that the word he used or he used? No, he used balls. Okay, I got you. Does that sound more like you? Ma'am, honestly, I never said that. Oh, 
Oh, come on. Welcome back to the People's Court. Harvey Levin here. So does the plaintiff have to live with a slight crack or can the plaintiff get the full cost to the table? I think that the plaintiff should get the full cost. Because? Because that little crack predisposes it to basically making it more vulnerable. That's an interesting point, but let's say that's not the case. Do you have to live with a slight crack? Um, I have to agree with her. I would probably want a new table as well. <laughs> Do you have to live with a slight crack or not? Um, you have to live with a slight crack if it's um, if it's more damaged. Yeah. Just fuck, stay it. Okay. Okay, go to inside the courtroom. The question is, can you see a crack or can't you see a crack? And you guys seem to think that if you can only see it in a certain light, everything's okay. Now, here's the thing, though, too. If I make them pay for a new table, they own this table. That's, you realize that's that, correct. right? So oh, you have absolutely. no problem. It can go. I have you just no want to be able that. to pass an heirloom that's perfect to them at some point. Yeah, I mean, you know, from some angles, it's really good. And then from some, you can see the whole crack right through it. But the pictures that have the shine going through it, you know, if you're, if you're in a certain light, you can see it, and that's not perfect. And therefore, I'm finding in favor of the plaintiffs in this case in the amount of the $4,480.17. You have a counterclaim against them, though, for lost wages and defamation. Tell me about that. Uh, pretty much just, you know, because I'm here, I've missed two days of work. I've been pretty much emotional distress the past three months of, you know, jumping through hoops and trying to make... I know, you guys sounded pretty irreverent when you made that tape and told them to go pound sand. Do they get to double their case because of emotional distress? Is there... How did you lose wages and how did they defame you? Just by suing you? By having two days out of work, by coming here. Anything else? That's about it. Mm -hmm. I mean, did they post something about you? Did they... Mm -hmm. No? All righty. So on your counterclaim against them, zero. On their claim against you, $4,480.17. Good luck, folks. Lesson Thank learned. So the plaintiffs prevail. They're going to get the full amount, the $4,480 they're seeking. Sean, you're going to have to dip into your insurance, obviously, yes, right? Yeah, absolutely. And Jason, are you embarrassed by having your comments played in court? Oh, not at all. He said a few more words than what they got to hear. I mean, you sounded really kind of... You know, nasty, if you want to be honest. Little, I was a little frustrated, I'm not going to lie. But, you know, we went to, through a lot of stuff. I, mean, I don't think it helped your case any, your, no, your attitude no. on the phone, really. We no, just no, try no. to take responsibility for our actions. If I break a table, I'll give the customers two options, replace it or fix it. Right. Obviously, you learned something from yes, this, sir. right? Absolutely, yes. Good enough. All Thank right, you. thanks very much. You must sign a few documents. Uh, the defenders are on their way out of the courtroom. I am really stunned that you gave the table away. They're going to keep the table. You're not going to have this heirloom anymore. We'll have one made. We'll have one made just like it, just and and that would be fine. As long as I use this one until the new one comes, I'm perfectly okay with that because actually they paid for it. I know. They're getting, they're getting the table. You're getting the money. Well, I'm, I'm using the money to get another table. Yeah, but I mean, you're kissing the table goodbye. You said as long as you could use this one. Do you have it? Yes. Well, we oh, have it right it there. now. Oh, okay. Yes. Well, they're going to get it back. <laughs> okay. Yes. When a new one well, comes, I'm glad you're happy. I would gladly let them. Glad get you're them. happy. I'm yeah. surprised. All right. Thank yeah. you very much. Thank, Thank you. you. Good luck in getting a new one. Interesting, Harvey. What you think? Here's the thing: the plaintiff simply has a right to a table that looked like the table before it was dropped, and that will do it for this case. Litigants for the next case on the way into the courtroom right now. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. 
So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. These are the plaintiffs, Howard Feldman and Stephen Dinwiddie. Howard says they were hired by the defendant to do work on some tiny houses which were built for vets. They worked on a house which needed some upgrades. They weren't paid for their work and they don't know what the slickster defendant's trying to pull, but they're owed money and they want it now. They're suing for $1,525. The amount still due. This is the defendant, Sandy McGinley. She's the director of a nonprofit that provides housing for disabled vets. And the plaintiffs became irate with the method of payment for their services and the amount of time it takes for them to receive their pay. Howard's behavior became so bizarre, she felt it wasn't safe to continue their employment. He's got to screw loose. And the amount of time and money these guys cost are more than makes them even. She's accused of not paying for services rendered. All parties, please use your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case in the docket, the plaintiffs were hired to do work on houses for vets and says that they got stiffed. But the defendant says they were just way impatient. It's in the case of thank you for your service of process. Thank you, Douglas. Okay, Howard Feldman. Yes. And Stephen Dinwiddie. Yes. You are suing the defendants who run a nonprofit to build homes for veterans for $1,525 that you say you were owed for labor that you did there. Correct. All right, what happened? Well, uh, on approximately the 30th of April, we were called by, I was called by Mr. Meskin, uh, who's the director of that company, and asked to begin work on the 7th of May. We went and began work. There Wait, was some- no, you're skipping over the important stuff. What kind of work? Oh. There was some renovations, alterations, and corrections to a partially built out uh, tiny house that's being built in a container. And we were asked to make the corrections, additions, and modifications to it. And what were the corrections, additions, and modifications exactly? Removing a sliding glass door, removing the framing that the sliding glass door was in, reconstructing a wall to replace that sliding glass door, putting on siding, insulation, sheetrock, okay. and doing a lot of rewiring so that all the elements of the tiny house were wired correctly. Okay, so tell me about the tiny house and tell me about the work you guys do. We are a veterans nonprofit. We help disabled, low-income veterans get a permanent home. This is our n- newest venture. We are working to design and build tiny houses from food grade freezer 40 foot containers. They are very well insulated. They're, it, it's a great medium to build a low cost housing. Do you have pictures of it? I don't have pictures oh. of the tiny house. No, I'm sorry, I didn't bring pictures that you would, that you wanna see. But- How tiny is the house? It's 360 square feet. Okay. It has a small bedroom, it has a bathroom, it has a kitchenette, and then a living space. We have a prototype that one of our benefactors started a build out on. He had the plans to do the build. 
he didn't exactly follow the plan, so the prototype didn't turn out the way we needed it to. That's why these guys come in. So that's where they come in. Now, who's the fellow who hires these guys? He's not here? Um, Philip Meskin is one of the other directors. I'm one of three directors. We are all retired veterans. Philip Thank has- Thank you for your service. Thank you. So Philip hires you guys. And we are and, also veterans. Okay, and thank you for your service. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay. Are you a licensed contractor? No, I'm not. Are you a licensed contractor? No. Okay. Um, were you guys under the impression that they were licensed contractors? Yes, Your Honor. We. Where'd you get that impression from? We have been having trouble finding a licensed general contractor. So Howard told us he was going to get his general contractor's license. When did he tell you that? Do you remember October, what November? Of and the then, prior year. Of the prior year. And then he first started the process in December. Our understanding was in March. He took and passed the test. Where did you get the impression that he passed the test? From Howard. He told you I passed the test? Yes. Or I took the test? No, I passed the did test. Did you pass the test? Yes, I did. Oh, do you have a license? Not yet. What are you waiting for? I don't understand. We <laughs> the have like process, the process in in Florida is very very extensive. Okay, so There's, you've applied or you I'm haven't? In, I'm in the process of waiting. You've done your part. Or I've you done haven't? my part. I'm waiting for the state to reply. Okay, so what happens is you guys work, and what do you do that first week? The first week we tore out the sliding glass door and the framing associated with it, undid some of the electrical system that was in the way of building the parapet walls and constructed the three parapet walls over the existing bathroom and installed a lot of the electric that was required. Okay, M Mr. Mr. Fellman, are you under the impression that that kind of work can be done by an unlicensed handyman? Because, because you're going to have some problems getting your license when you're standing here on national television saying that this is what we did and uh, everything's fine and this contract is enforceable. So this is kind of interesting. So the plaintiffs do all the work and then according to the defendant, um, the defendant finds out that they weren't licensed contractors and they said they were. Do you have to pay? Does the defendant have to pay the plaintiffs? No. Why? He's a liar. He's not licensed. I don't think that's... The very, the, the, the plaintiffs. Oh. Well, okay, but wait a minute. But the plaintiffs did do work. So they don't get paid for the work just because they're not licensed? I have to agree, yes. They shouldn't have lied about about being licensed. Okay, and what do you say? I mean, I would still pay them. They're not licensed, but they did do work for you. Okay, fair enough. And by the way, what a cute kid. Thank you. Really cute kid. How old? He's nine months. I wasn't that big when I was 13. <laughs> okay, going inside the courtroom. There was no contract. There was an agreement no, there's a to verbal contract. That's the labor. one that's in court. A verbal okay. contract between you guys is what's in court. Right. The, the agreement was to hire us for labor because this is a tiny house. You can call it what you house, want, but I can, I can call it healer, but I can't practice medicine because it's a regulated industry, and you know that. And and I, I kudos to you that you're having a second career, but you know I'm kind of surprised that you would not only sue that organization when you're all veterans, but that you couldn't try to work something out. Um, what happens is you work the first week, and then you want to get paid right then rather than when the job is over. There's no written contract. Um, they're surprised that you want to get paid in the middle of the job rather than when it's over. He wanted his money now. If I would have paid him the $1,000 by PayPal, if it's over $350, PayPal will hold it for up to four 
to five business days. Unless you pay $20? Unless you pay the fee. What's the fee? I do not know the it's amount. It's 20 bucks, isn't it? I believe so, but because- yeah, right. So nobody, could, you couldn't like split the $10 each instead of mm -hmm. ending up with a court. Can you please explain to me what happens when you hear that PayPal's gonna take a little longer to get you your $1,000 that you demanded in the middle of the job? She told me on Sunday that it would take approximately 15 more days. Mm -hmm. So what do you it do? Became, it became unacceptable. I asked Mr. Meskin to please pay us the $1,525. But how did it go from 1000 to $1,525? It was never 1000 It was never 1000 That was Mr. Meskin's offer of what he would put in my PayPal account on that Friday. Okay. Um, but it was for labor doing stuff that you need a licensed contractor for in Pinellas County. Your Honor, this was work being done on the inside of a container house that was matter. already wired. It doesn't wired. make a difference. There's electrical and there's people's safety involved. That's why electrical is regulated. And, and it's not just that. Your county has like stricter, I think your county's stricter than the South Florida building code. And there is no code on the interior of tiny houses on Excuse container boxes. Excuse me, I don't boxes. know what the heck you're saying, but the word tiny houses is not mentioned because the word medium-sized houses isn't mentioned no. and the word large houses isn't mentioned because the only thing it covers is residential. People are gonna live there. It has to be regulated. And now what? Where's the tiny house? How's it doing? Somebody else finish it? No, ma'am. And this all, you're, uh, forget it. If you don't pay me, I'm not working. Happen when? That would be May 11th, 12th, May 13th. May 13th. When Mr. Meskin said, when you'll either take the $1,000 and be happy or we won't pay you. I mean, I'm not sure what position I was left in. No, I get it, but what you do, are you sure what position you're putting me in? You want me to enforce a contract that the state of Florida and your county says I can't. What I'd like to do is pay you for the work you have done and explore what you have done and order them to pay you for the work you have. That's what I want to do. But you know that I can't because unlicensed contractor work is to be punished by not getting paid. That's, that's the deal here. I can't enforce the contract because that's a position you've put me in. And the worst part is you're waiting for the state to tell you. I'm like, I just, I can't believe that we're in this. Instead of what, waiting a few more days to get paid? It just seems like you cut your nose off to spite your face by being here. Uh, part of what you're suing for is um, time spent shopping? I was, we were both asked to join Miss. McGinley on Friday to go shopping for materials for the job site. How many hours did you spend doing that? Totally, we spent three and a half hours, but we were already given $40 towards that. Well, you get that, because <laughs> that doesn't require a license. And you get your court costs because you want a verdict. But um, I'm very sorry, but my hands are, are absolutely tied. Do you understand? I know you're not happy. Well, it's not, it's not a matter of not happy, Your Honor to take apart somebody else's work that is un, unviable does not require a licensed contractor. I have no idea what you're saying. Okay. You're, no, no, I hear you, yeah. but you're not right. Your county literally requires anyone who constructs, repairs, alters, remodels, demolishes, subtracts, subtracts or improve from any building or structure. I cannot think of anything that is more widespread than that. It's ridiculous. I think it's ridiculous, but my hands are tied just like yours. My verdict in this case is $30 for the plaintiffs plus their court costs.
Well, things didn't turn out for the plaintiffs the way they hoped they would. Both gentlemen are on their way out of the court. You get $30 for going shopping. <laughs> okay. I'm, I know you're not happy about that. The judge really laid it out for you. Did you know the situation when I, you came to court? I, well, I didn't know the situation when I came to court. I knew what the law was. My understanding was that there is no... There's nothing that the county does about these tiny homes that are inside of containers. Well, you, you heard it. Now I heard yeah. it. Sorry, fellas. You know, you tried. That's okay. okay. But the judge thought you were a little too fast, too. You know, maybe you don't agree with that. But did you file the court case so fast? When I get told that we're not going to get paid for okay. labor. You're not going to wait. All right. You must sign a few documents on your way out Thank of court. You. Thank you very much. All right, Ms. McKinley. You learned something, too, from the judge, didn't you? Yes, sir. It's been a learning experience for everybody here. Yes, sir. Hindsight is always twenty twenty, and sometimes you just trust people too much. Well, let me ask you this interesting question. Do you think they will ever get paid for what they did? Or, or do you think, no, maybe you don't have to? I have a board of directors that I answer to, and that's between us and them is... To be determined. To be determined. Very interesting case. Thank you very much. Good luck with it. Are they livable, those little houses? Not yet. We're working. I mean, do you think the, when they're done, they're going oh, to be livable? Oh, absolutely. They are wonderful. They're really? absolutely amazing. Yes. Sorry you didn't bring pictures. I'm sorry, too. Okay. Thank you. You must sign some documents. Sounds very interesting, doesn't it, Harvey? What do you think? Okay. Hey, Doug, there's a really good reason to hire a licensed contractor because, number one, you can check to see their record to see if they had any problems. And number two, they have, they're bonded, which means that you can go after the bond if something happens on the job. And that will do it for this case litigants for the next case on the way into the courtroom right now. This is the plaintiff, Najee Shabazz. He says his car broke down and the cops called the defendant to tow it. When he went to retrieve it, his bumper, fender, and headlight were damaged by the lady at the tow yard. She said they'd been broken into and the cars were vandalized. The cops confirmed the break-in, and when he presented the bill to the defendant, he laughed and said to sue him. Okay, he's suing him for $1,993.63, the amount he's owed. This is the defendant, James Aurelio. He says he towed the plaintiff's car because it was involved in a collision and that's what damaged it. None of this is his problem. He has no idea why the guy's lying and trying to pin these damages on him. And he won't give this scammer a red cent. He's accused of a low blow tow. All parties, please use your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case in the docket, the plaintiff says the defendant towed his car and damaged it. But the defendant says the tow was because the plaintiff's car was damaged in a collision. It's the case of the sore tow. Thank you, Doug. You're welcome, ma'am. Najee Shabazz? Yes, ma'am. You are suing Jim's auto body and towing, represented yes. here by James Aurelio, for $1,993.63. The estimate for repair to your car that you say they damaged, plus the towing and storage fees they charge you. Tell me what happened. Okay, on 127.18, my car broke down on the eastern side of Bridgeport on Bearsley Street. My axle just gave out and broke, my okay. axle. And uh, the police rode by. They managed to call Jim's towing service, and they did. And when they did come out, uh, the gentleman over there on the left uh, came out, and uh, it seemed like that he was kind of like mad because it was a late hour like he just got out of bed or something. What time of the night was it? Uh, 1.30 in the morning. Okay. And uh, he 
let the flatbed down and he like ran my car in the front and I'm telling him, hey, slow down. Hey, what are you doing? You're, you're going too fast up underneath there. And uh, he says, uh, don't tell him how to do his job. So I've been quiet. Police was there. And uh, the police took me in their car and they asked me if I need a ride home and they gave me a ride home. Okay, so he takes you home and then you go to the um, tow place when? Uh, that Monday morning. Which is how many days later? Two. Okay, and when you get there, um, what is it you see? My fender's off and my light is out. My left light's cracked and broken out. Okay. Hanging and out. Do you have a picture? Yes, do you, I do. Can, show me the picture. That's all I need. Do you have a toe sheet? Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. And so they, the light is pulled out. Oh, this is the bump. More, I'm this, sorry, can I talk? There are scratches on the, this is the bumper. It, it, the, this isn't the fender. I, I mean, I don't know what a fender is. This is the bumper, right? Yes, okay. yes. So, and that has a bunch of scratches and then the light is yes. pulled out. All right. Are there more pictures to show me? There's pieces. Yes, of, you there took these is. pictures of the light. Right that, there on the ground. And is that, that's the picture of the ground where? At Jim's Auto. Did you bring it to their attention and say, what the heck happened? Yes, I did. And what'd they say? Well, the lady said, oh, well, we had a break-in last night. And uh, they must have damaged it then and there and all of this. Nobody seems to not know anything. All right, what happened to it, this car? I brought the car in. The car was perfectly fine in the driveway. When I dropped the car because of the passenger side, ball joint and... Uh, wheel being hanging, I had it on my wheel lift. As I'm pulling my wheel lift out, it dragged on the front of the bumper. Uh, on the bottom of it, it's got like a little sheet, like a two inch lip. It dragged on the lip, on the wheel lift, and it unclipped the bumper on this side a little. Unclipped it, that was all. Well, when it unclips it, apparently breaks the light too. No, it didn't broke the light. I the unclipped pieces the bumper. of the light are in your yard in the but picture. But those, those are the debris that was already in the yard. I let them in the yard Monday morning to There's take pictures of the of vehicle. There's yellow light next to the light that's broken. Every car in the yard is damaged, man. Exactly. I pick mm -hmm. up. We only tow wrecks. Every car is. As you see the paper there. It couldn't roll. The wheel. If the wheels were all four, it would have no problem. Yeah. Right? But you, because the wheel wasn't functional and couldn't roll, the car had to be dragged unfortunately. So then when you pick up the car, they charge you $337, correct? Yes, ma'am. For storage and tow. And then you are suing for that now, but as, as well as the repairs, do you have a repair estimate for the damage? You want the front bumper, the right headlight assembly, the yeah. hood. What they did, they did the estimate. They looked at the fender. It's, it's the fender and the light, the whole fender needs to be repaired. In addition to this, when uh, he called AAA to pick up the car, AAA wouldn't pick up the car because he wouldn't give it, because it had damage and they couldn't get it on there without doing any more damage. So AAA. What year car is this? 2002. And when AAA, he told AAA, Ralph told AAA not to get it, to leave it there on his yard. After they Wait, refused, why wouldn't AAA tow it? He, Ralph told him not to. No, Ralph, Ralph might have told him that you're going to have a trouble towing it because yes, this car exactly. is damaged, the axle's broken, Thank this you. and that, giving you a heads up, which is not a very neighborly thing to do for him, but it's a very neighborly thing for you to do to AAA. AAA said, oh, we're <laughs> right. not going to get blamed for that's this. Exactly. We're not touching that's it. That's right. And then you hired that's someone exactly, else. I got it. That's exactly I got it. it. We're yeah. here on this repair is your axle. 
Underneath the uh, car. I know where an axle is in the car. That I know. I mean, how come you're not repairing your axle? The axle did get repaired, but that wasn't the initial. That's the initial problem on why the car. Can was I see open. proof you got your axle repaired somewhere else? I don't have the proof of the. Are you driving the car now? The axle. Yes. Okay. So now when you receive a phone, you receive a phone call from him or when he tells you, you guys have damaged my car. No, he was there. He came. And what did he say? We damaged his car. And what did you say? I didn't do it. I ain't paying. Well, Jim called in for his cars being broken into. Yeah, what happened about a break-in that he's talking about that he was told about? So if the car can't be towed properly without damage, but it's disabled, can the towing company be sued for the damage it causes? Um, as long as they had mentioned before that it's a like, problem, then I don't think they should be sued. Okay, uh, what do you say? I agree with that. I think that you should, they should have advised that, you know, this could be an issue. Why can't they just put it in a flatbed so there's no damage? Well, first and foremost, if they did the job, do it right and take care of the person. So they should be sued. Okay, going inside the courtroom. A few nights before that, uh, in our back storage yard, the kids broke, into the, broke the windows of the cars and got in the cars to take the change and stuff. Nothing. Did uh, they damage any of the cars besides breaking their windows of each windows, car in order no, to get No, matter of fact, they were all abandoned cars that probably won't get claimed anyway, oh, so I was just fortunate. Not a customer's car. Yeah, but see, the kind of damage that we're talking about wouldn't happen by vandals, okay? That's the kind of damage that we're talking about would happen by either something hitting it <laughs> or what he admits, which is that he took it out and that he, he ripped your fender. That's probably exactly how it happened. I don't know. I mean, your bumper, that your bumper right. got pulled out. Right, but the night and that so, I... But your position, I guess, is, mm. hey, that's not my fault that that happened. That was the only way to take the car off of our lift. There's no other way to tow that car without damaging the bottom bumper, the bumper. Right, but, that, but then don't tow the car. I mean, like, in other words, if you take it upon yourself to tow the car and there's no way to do it without damaging the car, how is that okay? Well, because it was in a hazardous place. It was in the middle of the road, and they wanted it to move. So, you know, it's like six and one half. Dead. We, I don't think anybody else could have did it any better than we had. We'll never know. Well, we've been doing But I mean, I have, I have, look, he's honest and he's saying, look, this is the only way to do this and this is what happened. Um, and why would you get paid back the towing and the storage fees? The police ordered your car to get towed. It was a hazard. You couldn't leave it there. Why would they have to pay you that part back? Because my car was damaged on this no, property. No, that's why you're suing for the damage. <laughs> but you're also adding to your lawsuit for the damage that you want them to return the money that that you paid them for towing and storage, even though they earned that. I, you know, you, you, court is about making you whole, not giving you a bonanza. Okay, um, well, 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 I am here to agree with you that, and because I thought that you, I'll agree with that. So really, the question for me is, what is a car, you know, the blue book value in good condition it's a nice, well-kept-up 2000. Except for the axle. Uh -huh. Except for that. It's right? well-kept, yes, yeah. clean. But here's the thing. Right Any damages right that you can ever claim for a car are limited to the fair market value of the car. In other words, you can't say, it'll be $100,000 to fix my $2,000 hoopty. <laughs> so you got to pay the $100,000. No, you're capped at the $2,000 
$2,000 wasn't the right figure to that's pick correct. for a hoopty. Let me just, <laughs> yeah, <that's> right. <laughs> right? But you're capped at the value of the car. That's the most you can get for repairs. The value of your, tell me what it was again, a 2002 Saturn, Yes. okay? Note. Which can go, is old enough to go to the prom, all right? <laughs> is, is a lot less than the repair costs, okay? And we're not stupid. We kind of know that you're gonna pocket most of this. The law's still the law that, you know, he, he gets to have up to the amount of the car. The uh, blue book value of your car in fair condition is $1,200. Your car wasn't in fair condition. It had a, a broken axle, you see? So I am finding in your favor, but not in the amount that you are um, asking for. I'm going to cap your recovery, but I am gonna order you to pay him $1,000 for the repairs of the car. But I am not gonna order you to return the towing and storage because there, it was a totally righteous tow and store. Um, that's my verdict. Good luck, folks. Nice. Well, the plaintiff is going to get back half of what he was singing. Mr. Aurelio, you came in here saying you weren't going to give him one red cent. What that's happened? Right. What well, happened? The judge ruled in his favor, so that's what we take. Yeah. Got to take the you, good with you the were, bad. You were just determined, just, well, we'll go to court and see what happens. Well, that was the best place because we couldn't come to agreement otherwise. So you needed right. somebody okay. to decide for it. Well, you're on the hook for it this time. Thank you very okay. much. You must hold... Hold on to a few documents back there. Sonic, come on out, Mr. Shabazz. You only get about half of what you were saying. You know, you're turning the wrong way here. Oh. All right, okay, you get $1,000, not the almost 2000 you were seeking. What are you gonna do with it? You'll repair the car? Yes. Okay, yes. all right. Good yes, enough, congratulations. I agree with the judge. You, I'm sure you do agree. Yes. <laughs> Good for okay. you, all right. I wouldn't argue with her either. <laughs> Harvey? Okay, Doug, well, here's the thing. Um, when you have a car and it gets damaged, um, you can absolutely sue the person who damaged it for the value of the car. The issue is this, if the repair cost exceeds the blue book market value of the used car, you can only get that amount, the amount that the car is worth at the time it was damaged. That is your limit. Don't text and drive. Court is a Ralph Edwards Stubillet production.